In December 1944, the Allies are on their way to winning the war. Following the D-Day landings, they've liberated much of Northern Europe, including Belgium. But then, Hitler launches a last gasp attack in the Ardennes forest of Belgium and Luxembourg. My name's Rich, I'm British and French. I'm a keen hiker and I love discovering the stories behind the places where I'm walking. Join me as I walk in the Ardennes region of Belgium on a liberation route to Europe. I'm standing here in Bastogne at number 21 in the Rue de Neufchâteau. So, about 70 years ago, this is a spot where a temporary hospital was set up. Now the only trace that it ever existed is a commemorative plaque on the side of a building. It reads, In Memoriam, site of the aid station of the 20th Armoured Infantry Battalion, where over 30 US wounded and one volunteer Belgian nurse were instantly killed by a German bomb on December 24, 1944. The nurse who died here on Christmas Eve was called René Lemaire. Captain Jack Fryer, may I keep this parachute tissue? I'll make it into my wedding dress. The young nurse René Lemaire is happy. On December 23, 1944, the skies have finally cleared and Allied planes have sent food, medicine and bandages. At last. The parachutes that fall on Bastogne replace the bombs. It's a moment of respite after three terrible days. René Le Maire is engaged. Her fiancé was taken by the Gestapo where they live in Brussels. He's Jewish. But he will come back. She's sure of that. While waiting for his return, she takes advantage of the end-of-year holidays to visit her parents in Bastogne. There, she's surprised by the German last-chance offensive. On December 20th, the siege of Bastogne begins. René Le Maire wants to do her part, so she signs up with Captain Jack Pryor, the chief medical officer of the 20th Armored Infantry Battalion. For three days, 18,000 American soldiers and the inhabitants fight to fend off the Nazi troops. Bastogne resists. In the small makeshift hospital, René Le Maire meets Augusta Chiwi, another volunteer nurse. Together, they work to help the wounded. Despite the lack of equipment, they care for them tirelessly, feeding the wounded who can't feed themselves, changing their clothes, washing them with unswerving devotion. They listen, reassure them, and put a comforting hand on their bruised and broken shoulders. The building they work in is a disused store. There, on makeshift mattresses, sometimes placed directly on the floor, the two nurses care for 150 American soldiers, wounded, sick, sometimes dying. René Le Maire works without rest, and on that night, the night of December 24th, she's busy with the sick when the sky lights up. These are not parachutes. According to surgeon Captain Jack T. Pryor, the German flares lit up the area like it was daylight. The rescue center is hit. René Le Maire runs inside, saving as many wounded as she can. She hurries back and forth under the incessant fall of German bombs. But then the moment arrives when she doesn't come out anymore. 
Despite the conditions, the wounded are evacuated from the cellar through a window just in time before it collapses. When calm returns, soldiers extract 30 bodies from the rubble. Among them is that of René Le Maire. Surgeon Captain Jack T. Pryor himself brought her body to her parents. He wrapped her up in the tissue of the parachute she was so keen to keep for her wedding dress. After her death, René became known as the Angel of Bastogne. This was thanks in large part to the soldiers of the American 101st Airborne Division and the depictions of them in the American media, including the famed TV series Band of Brothers. Many veterans have since travelled to Bastogne to visit her grave. Her dedication has become a symbol of human caring in one of the most emblematic combats of the Battle of the Bulge. She lies in the Bastogne Communal Cemetery, not far from Augusto Chiwi, who died in 2015. Thank you for listening to this episode. The story you just heard is part of a Baston storyline along the Liberation Route to Europe. This transnational trail connects World War II remembrance sites and stories across Europe, and it comes with its own podcast series. Check out the Liberation Route to Europe podcast to discover compelling stories, biographies, and interviews that delve into the history of World War II. And for more content, go to www.liberationroute.com.